You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today we're going to be talking about direct response marketing and a whole lot of other things with a professional direct response marketing pro named Jonathan Riviera. Let me tell you a little bit about Jonathan. Jonathan Riviera runs the Podcast Factory, and he has been trained in direct response marketing by a group of legendary copywriters over the past decade. He used what they showed him to fill his rentals and live with the four within the four-hour work week. With his newfound freedom, Jonathan has built a podcast network where he co-hosts five shows with his top mentors. Jonathan is, a, is an accomplished entrepreneur who can speak about building systems and creating marketing that works. We're going to learn a ton from Jonathan. Let's bring him on. Thank you for joining us, Jonathan. Well, thanks for having me on the show. And just so you guys know, out there, I go by producer Jonathan. So, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> One click Lindsay and producer Jonathan. I love it. There you go. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on the show. And I'm just hoping that I can share some insights, share some knowledge and leave everyone better off than they started out listening to us. Fair enough. So the reason why the, I really wanted to have you on the show was your uh, vast knowledge of direct response marketing. We haven't talked about that on the show. So just for fun, Jonathan, producer Jonathan, can you please <laughs> tell us, uh, kind of give us a definition of that, what that means and like the power behind it? Sure. A lot of people will give you different definitions of direct response. I'm going to give you the simplest one that I know. And there's different kinds of marketing out there when you see people like Apple and Nike and big companies like that, people think that's marketing and that's that's brand and image advertising. The other side of that is direct response marketing where you make an offer and you're looking for an immediate response. And so one click Lindsay, you're looking for a click, right? You make right. an offer, you want to click and you want to sale after that. And so that's the way I see direct response marketing, making an offer for immediate response. Fair enough. Okay. Can you give us an example of that like on the web? Sure. On the web is is pretty simple. And, and just going back to the click thing, it's uh, let's just talk about the idea of the two-stage pop-up, right? Everybody used to have the sidebar opt-in, then they went to the two-click pop-up. And how does a two-click pop-up work? Well, you make an offer with a banner ad on the side, get my ebook now, click here. Click here is the mechanism for response, and when someone clicks that, it opens up a, a page or a, a bubble for people to opt in on, and that's the next step. Right now, the next step is to say, okay, enter your email address here, and I'll send the book to you. So each one of those little steps is a piece of direct response, and that's really the magic behind it, and also the mystery behind it that people don't get each piece of your campaign, each piece of your marketing is only designed to get them to take one step. So the sidebar banner is designed to get their attention and get them to click. Once they click, the opt-in form is designed to get them to opt in. And then on the back end, when you deliver that, I'm sure the next step is to push them into a sale or deliver an autoresponder sequence getting to that sale. 
Fair enough. And I think you just gave us a very cool secret, of course. I just had a customer yesterday be like, yeah, I want to sell this on my landing page and then go ahead and tell them about this on my landing page where we really just want them to take one little baby step at a time, right? Exactly. Otherwise, they get overwhelmed and you get nothing. Fair enough? Confused mind will not make a decision. Yeah. Do you have any other cool secrets as far as like direct response marketing goes that you're going to share with us? Well, it just really depends on where you're at. I mean, I don't just use this online. I use this even, well, I'll give you a sample with my on the ground uh, IRL business. I have some real estate rentals and we run Craigslist ads, which is on the web. And the whole purpose of the ad is to get them to go watch our video sales letter. And the whole purpose of the video sales letter is to get them to click a button so that they can get a coupon. And when they click to get that coupon, obviously they have to opt in so that I can deliver the coupon to them. And then I've got a 14 step sequence behind it or 14 emails every day. I hit them with an email for different reasons to call me so that they can pick up the phone, call me, make an appointment. And when they make an appointment, the next step is to make sure and qualify them and then obviously get them into our complex. <laughs> wow. Very, so to find renters, you're actually delivering an email sequence and that's working really well for you then. Gosh, it's the funniest thing because people, even myself, look, years ago, I was playing around online a lot and I still have my real estate business. And the, the thing was that I really got sidetracked. I was doing social media. I was doing Google pay-per-click. I was doing all this stuff and got sidetracked and then ended up building info products and doing other stuff and neglecting my real estate business. And finally, I had a mentor who just kind of smacked me in the back of the head and said, wake up, focus on what's important. You got to make the money. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So I turned all that stuff to my real estate business. And, and what I did was I looked around and nobody was doing this. And it was like emails to get appointments for rentals. Nobody's doing that. That ain't yeah. going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and so it did work. And we've been refining it ever since. But yeah, we've got a uh, 14 uh, 14 day sequence where people come in and we just every day hit them with a little bit of entertainment, hit them with a little bit of value and give them another reason to pick up the phone and call us. That's kind of cool. So I'm guessing, is it fair to say that none of your rentals sit empty for very long? <laughs> it, it's been a long time coming. And right now we actually have a waiting list. And I dreamt of this years ago. I told my wife, we're going to have a waiting list one day. And that's back when we were maybe 60, 70% occupied. And she's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. And over the years, I've figured out different ways to improve on what we're doing. And yeah, right now we have a waiting list. We don't have another unit available. We've already got a deposit on the one that's coming up for next month. And it kind of stays that way. People just hoping to get in nowadays. What are you What are you saying is in these in this real estate? Are they like going to find gold bars in the floor or something? <laughs> They're going to find a safe, quiet place to live at an affordable price. Wow. that I like that. That's very nice. And so you're going to credit, is it fair to, are you crediting Craigslist for with most of your traffic for those opt-ins? Actually, we do two different things. Craigslist is one part of it. And, and actually the majority of it, I'd say 
70 to 80 percent comes from craigslist but the other thing that we have is google pay-per-click is always running and it's a, a targeted campaign for it's geographically targeted for anyone looking in the area and we've even done stuff it's just not necessary now we've even done facebook retargeting where people visit our site and maybe they don't opt in and then we hit them on facebook but we're full we don't need to hit them from so many different angles so craigslist and google pay-per-click get it done for us wow on that pay-per-click let me just ask you a couple questions on your pay-per-click um first of all do you manage that on your own or is that something you outsource yeah, well, that's actually what got me into trouble and got me back out of trouble. <laughs> okay, tell us so, the story. The thing was back in, I, I got to, it's got to be like 2007, maybe 2008. I jumped on pay-per-click. I read uh, Perry Marshall's book, The Ultimate Guide to AdWords, I think it was called. Yeah. And I got onto pay-per-click and I was getting these nickel clicks and very inexpensive opt-ins and all this cool stuff. And it was for some real estate investment stuff. And I was getting leads out of my area. And then I, this is where everything went downhill. I was getting all these leads out of my area. And I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do with all these leads? And I actually started a Facebook group at that time for real estate agents where I was referring deals. It was called the Official Real Estate Referral Group. It grew to something like seventy-five or 80,000 members, but it was all on started on my pay-per-click and having extra leads, not knowing what to do with them. And that wow. whole thing got me sidetracked off my real estate business because then I got into some online training and coaching and other stuff. And that's actually why I say it's, it, it derailed me because then I forgot about my actual business. And when I got smacked in the back of the head, I turned all that knowledge back onto my real estate business and in a couple of years got everything straightened out. Wow. What happened to that Facebook group? I actually finally, yeah, it's a breath of fresh air, but I just closed it down this year because I just didn't have time to focus on that. And I, I need to focus on what I'm doing. And all I was doing there was giving people free leads and trying yeah. to sell info products. And it was just not really where I wanted to spend my time or where I could make the biggest impact. So were the info products not selling to these 80,000 people? Oh, sure. We we did really well. But it was it was one of those things where I just didn't love it. And if I don't oh. love it, I'm not going to do it. Wow. That is super interesting. Um, I want to hit on... Oh, so back to the pay-per-click. So your pay-per-click ads, and again, you can say you don't want to answer any of these, but your pay-per-click ads go directly to your opt-in then. You're not trying to sell them on anything. You're literally just trying to get them to opt-in. No, actually the pay-per-click ads, first of all, we, we are running them geo-targeted to the zip code and right around the zip code. So it's pretty tight. Uh, we're also running them to mobile ad, uh, mobile phones and that's actually where we're getting most of the uptake. And they go to a landing page with a video sales letter. Another thing nobody is using in my business, 10-minute video sales letter, that all it does is tell them that they need to opt in to get a coupon that will save them. Uh, nowadays, it saves them 700 bucks, but that's all it does is a video, the pay-per-click ad to video sales letter. Video sales letter is telling them, here's how you save 700 bucks. Click that button now, and then it goes to the opt-in. That's pretty awesome. Okay, so they, so typically when you give like a coupon or something like that, then and then you start blasting them with like a fourteen day sequence, the um, the unsubscribe rate is fairly high. Is that fair to say for you as well? Huh. So this is where things are going to get weird. I don't really <laughs> look at unsubscribes. The only thing I really look at is how many calls are we getting this week. 
That's and fair. For me, like if they unsubscribe, that's great. They're doing me a favor by not letting me keep them on my database and wasting my money that way because it, most database companies will charge you per subscriber. And the other thing is if they're not into my message, they're not going to rent from me. And so we're both wasting time. So yeah, they, they might unsubscribe in high rates. I don't know. What I do know is that whenever I'm at my office over there, the phone's always ringing off the hook. So I really can't work from there anymore because it's just too much. Jonathan, I love that advice. It's the same thing I tell like my clients. Get those unsubscribe emails to go to like a completely garbage email address because you don't you don't need to see it and it doesn't matter. So I love that answer very much. Thank you. Um, wow. So let's talk. You had brought something else up, which is you blast them with a daily email. So do you have any thoughts and feelings on why daily emails work? Okay. So first to clarify, I don't blast them. Sorry. I, I give them, <laughs> I give them information and entertainment and what it is, is catered towards their needs. So I've been doing this for many years and I have gotten all kinds of objections, all kinds of reasons why people didn't like their last landlord, all kinds of reasons why they're not moving. And I've always kept that information, whether I write it down or I put it in a spreadsheet and my daily emails hit on those. And so what I do is I focus on one thing at a time. So for instance, email number one, get your coupon now. Email number two, did you get your coupon? Email number three, hey, why don't you make an appointment? Email four, I got an apartment ready. Here's a, a video, a quick video tour of it. So you don't have to waste time coming over here if you don't like it. So I'm hitting different pain wow. points. Here's how you uh, will never have your rent raised again. Here's how you will save your money with our... Uh, Keep or yeah, KYM program, Kim program, keep your money program. So I'm just hitting them from different angles. Each email handles one specific objection, need, or desire. And I spread it out over the two weeks with a little bit of scarcity with the coupon expiring in a week, reason to call now, and, and just basically hitting different angles. So the reason daily works. See, I do daily emails in everything I do, and I didn't learn this all on my own. I have a, a mentor, and his name is Ben Settle from bensettle.com, and he's a daily, he does seven days a week, and I learned this from him. I didn't think it would work, but one thing I know in the rental business is that when people are looking for an apartment, they're looking right now, within the next 30 days. And so if I were to send one email now and then listen to what gurus say and send another next week, they probably already rented a place. Fair useless. Enough. So mm -hmm. for me, I hit them every day from every angle till they call me or drop off. Wow. I love it. Well, thanks for sharing your secrets. Um, I want to turn now to, to podcasting because I feel like you have a lot of secrets to making podcasting successful that you're going to, you're going to give us today. First and foremost, would you agree that podcasting is a great avenue to generate leads and increase sales for a almost any type of business? Wow. So this is where I'm going to disagree with you. And Podcaster Jonathan, I just may have to kick you off. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to disagree with you because I don't believe that podcasting is great for generating leads for any business. I believe that it works for a business mostly that is established. And it's one of the things that I do when I'm qualifying people, whether or not I'll work with them, is I'll ask them, you know, do you have an email list? How often are you emailing them? Uh, what are you selling? What do you have to sell? 
Because the thing is, it's along a road with podcasting, and some people can get it right away. Some people can start getting leads right away, but the market's saturated. Look, yesterday I was talking to uh, Jamie Masters from The Eventual Millionaire. She started her podcast nine years ago. I asked her, Jamie, what's different between when you started and now? And she's like, oh, when I started, it was so easy to get thousands and thousands of downloads. Now, with the people I'm working with, they're lucky to get one or 200 downloads. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy cow. So how are you going to get leads from one or 200 downloads? You got to be really dialed in. So what I tell people is you're better off building your email list first and making mm-hmm. sure that you have uh, an email list and an engaged audience. So you're emailing them. Like, for instance, for me at the Podcast Factory, when people get onto my list seven days a week, they're hearing from me. They are hearing from me every single day, so they never forget who I am. And that's just the way that we roll around here. But if you don't have that bond and you don't have that list and you don't have products to sell, because that's the other thing, if you start a podcast with no products to sell, that was another thing that Jamie said was a big mistake when she started. She had no plan or products to sell and really didn't know what she was doing. She was just basically getting her name out there, which is the opposite of direct response marketing. And she said she lost six months to that. And that's what happens. And most people can't afford to lose six months. They'll be out of business. So I'd rather see you start by building your email list and using some of the other traffic techniques that you learn on this show to get traffic to an offer. Build your relationship with that list. Have a product to sell them. And from there, you can add a podcast later when you are already making sales. Love that. Wow. That's powerful. Um, tell me what the, so tell us what the podcast factory does then. What we do is we help busy business owners multiply their results. And the way we do that is very simple. There, there's two tracks, right? So the first track is we've talked about it a little bit. I've had mentors all of my life. I've been so, so fortunate in my life where I've always had the greatest mentors. People who I look up to have always taken an interest in me. And a while back, I asked a friend, mentor, the guy who smacked me in the back of the head and told me, hey, pay attention to your real estate business. I asked him, Darren, hey, why do you suppose that I always find cool people like you to mentor me? And he turns to me and he's like, because you asked for it, man. You're right there. You do things. You get people's attention and you ask for it. And that that's kind of like, uh, actually, that's one of my podcast recipes. I call that the guru love potion. So can I share that with you? Please do. <laughs> All right. I didn't even know I was going to get into this, but cool. All right. So one of the things I do to get mentorship that I call the guru love potion is one of my podcast recipes is I find different people. And look, I, I don't discriminate. I always will buy buy low-end products to see what people are about before I invest too much in them. But what I do with them is I will buy a product and then I do the hard part, which is actually go through it and use it. And that's where most people drop off. They feel good for buying a product. They don't do anything with it. And then they say, hey, this doesn't work. And they move on to the next one. So instead of doing that, buy a product, find out if it works, do something with the information. If it works, great. You can move to step two. If it doesn't, move on. So step two is going in there and reporting back your findings. To the person you bought the product from. Of course. What what do you like to hear more than, hey, Lindsay, I bought your your one-click product and it is working like gangbusters. Don't you love that? Yeah, you would totally love that. (laughs) So that's exactly what I do. I totally get their attention. Absolutely. That's how I found most of my mentors. In, in fact, 
Yeah, I, I mentioned uh, Ben Settle, who's the email marketing guy. He's like the world leader in email copywriting education is his title now. And I bought one of his products. I put it to use and I went, hey, Ben, good grief, man. I got your free product and I made $1,100 with it this week. I took the money and reinvested in your paid products. Can't wait to see what they do for me. And he just loved that. He responded, oh, very cool. And I just kept doing that every level of the way till we became friends, till we started working together. We even built a business together, which we, we just burnt the train on. Like we, we had a membership site we launched in July with 900 members and we hated it. And, and within 30 days, let it go. But Ben and I are still working together. And that's the thing. You report back your findings and the people love to hear that stuff. They will pay attention to you. You'll have an open door to them. And then you start looking for opportunities to work together because the guru will fall in love with you when you're using their product you become their poster boy or poster girl and they can say hey look this stuff really works and here's the person to prove it wow that's like top secret info huh somebody would have to like pay 500 bucks for that usually uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, I, I include in my podcast recipes book. But yeah, it's, I actually think that more people should be doing this so they could, first off, ferret out all the out people out there who are pushing crap that doesn't work. And they yeah. can find out right away and just kind of bury them and also find the mentors who are really awesome. So now let's go back into this. So I told you how I found mentors. And most of these guys on my site, I co-host six shows now, I believe it is, with a lot of my mentors. And this is the way I work with them all is I buy their product, find out if it works and keep reporting back. And so the guys on my network where I'm telling you that I can help you multiply your results just by listening to these shows are the guys who I've already vetted out. I've already tried out. They're guys that have helped me. Like Ben Settle has helped me with my email marketing and positioning. Doberman Dan was the other piece of that, and he's a copywriting legend. And Doberman Dan is really into direct response uh, marketing as well, but not just that, but print. And so he helped me figure out how to do direct mail, and get my renewals up. And so that was the other piece to the, the apartments being full was not only was I getting new leads, but I was getting renewals from the people already in there using direct mail. And so that was cool. Then I had uh, Kevin Rogers, who I do Copy Chief Radio with. He helped me get my video sales letter dialed in. It went from getting no response to having people showing up at appointments quoting stuff from my video sales letter because it was so powerful because he dug out a hook. So these guys are my mentors. These wow. guys are proven and these guys are available for you to listen to at the podcast factory. Absolutely no charge. And that's how you multiply your results one way. The other way is, of course, behind the scenes. We also do uh, a sort of white label at the factory. That capacity at the factory to produce tons and tons of shows. Our shows have over a million downloads. We've done over a thousand episodes. And so for entrepreneurs and busy business owners who want to get into podcasting, they don't have the time. They, they don't want to learn the tech stuff. They don't want to get involved in the learning curve. We take all that off their plate and make it brain dead simple for them to just talk into a mic and have a finished podcast. So those are the two tracks. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Okay. Um, so I only have a few more minutes with you. So I did want to ask, because you obviously know a ton, um, I did want to ask your opinions on, on opt-ins and how to make those more successful and how to, like, do you like eBooks or do you like videos? Like, what are your thoughts and feelings on the most effective opt-ins? It's going to come down to knowing your market. And that's really the secret. For instance, when we talk about 
the apartments, my opt-in page would make most people out there ill, <laughs> right? It's just like uh, a regular AWeber form with sign up to get the coupon. And most people would say, that doesn't work. But how did I set that up? I set up with the video sales letter before that. How did I set up the video sales letter? By knowing my market, knowing their pains, knowing their frustrations. And so the secret to better opt-ins is really knowing your market. And I'll give you another example. At the Podcast Factory, when we launch a new show, one of the things we do is this uh, super fan corral. We get all your super fans corralled into a, a an email list and get them wild and foaming at the mouth for your episode to come out. And the opt-in page for that is nothing more than an opt-in form. And it says, get get the first copy chief radio before it is in iTunes. Like that's ugly. That's simple. But we know the traffic that we're sending there is already interested. And that's really what it is. It's a matter of positioning. What frame of mind is this person in when they come to your page? Who is this person? What are they thinking about? What do they need? And how did you set all this up? So no matter what landing page software you use, no matter what database service you use, nothing is more important than knowing your market and making sure that you set expectations all along the way. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to turn over a little bit more time over to you if you want to tell us how to best get in touch with you, any like opt-ins or freebies you can give us and, and anything else we need to know, producer Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you. Very generous of you, Lindsay. So the, the main thing is we talked about a couple of my podcast uh, recipes and you can get 10 of my best podcast recipes over at thepodcastfactory.com forward slash app A-P-P and that'll get you the Podcast Factory app, which will also give you access to all my mentors in your pocket, and it'll give you the top 10 podcast recipes. Uh, that's pretty much the best way, the podcastfactory.com forward slash app, A-P-P. Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I'm your host, One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.